Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How are you? Fantastic. How about yourself? I'm great, man. Good. How was your weekend? It was not bad. Not bad? Not bad at all. How's your mom? She's good. She's good. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Uh, anything exciting happened this weekend? It really wasn't. I wish there was. <sighs> Nothing I haven't felt for, great, huh? but I'm hoping I don't get anybody sick. I'm oh, right. okay. Good. So but it's not time. like a cold, you know. Is My it? stomach hurts a little bit. Oh, okay. So I, I can handle that. That's what I said. Like, yeah. man, if I haven't puked or anything. It's just like, ah, there's something going on there. I thought it would be worse Friday. Oh, like you but feel it never got worse. A little nauseous at times. No or you feel pain. A little cramped. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. ah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what virus that is. A little nauseous, maybe every once in a while, but nothing that. If I gave you over Christmas, you wouldn't be able to handle. Nah, I can handle it. Stomach it was, stuff, I'm fine with. I know. I if mean, it was a cold. I would have skipped today, but. Yeah, it's, I don't. You know, it's like you don't want to get people sick at this time of year. No, it so sucks. you're a little bit more, especially after especially COVID. After COVID we now believe you, in germs, right? And it's like if I do have COVID, I don't want to give them COVID for Christmas, right? Before it's like, well, if I give you a cold, right? Who cares? It sucked though. It did feel it did like back suck, then. Though, but that it was, was also like, you know what? You I got a cold. You got a cold. You know? Yeah, and you didn't call in for a cold. It was it out, thing. tough guy. Like it's, we all yeah. got to do that. But now it's like, man, you might die on Christmas, and none of your friends can come over. I don't want to do that. It's weird. And it just wasn't socially acceptable, I feel like, to call in and say, I've got a cold. I, you know, I'm not, if you were going to call in sick, you had to be sicker than a cold. That would be a real bad cold. Yeah. I mean, flu. But now it's like, man, like, I don't feel good. I don't want to give you COVID. But this isn't a COVID thing. It's like, ugh, my stomach hurts. So uh, we were just talking for like half a second here before we went on the air, so we didn't really have time to finish discussing it. But yeah. I know they were talking about it on Nick's show uh, a couple of minutes ago. Obviously, the Bills game yesterday, which... Uh, I don't think I remember to tell you this, Lazo, but um, I had Landon this weekend. So oh, yeah, I was right. in, I saw yeah, pictures. So, Good for you. So, and we got tickets to go, so that was awesome because right. he was really excited. He'd been when he was little, but uh, he'd never sat you know, w- uh, with us before, so I don't know what the situation was. He acted right. like, he sort of remembers it, sort of right, remembers sure. it in the parking lot. But, you know, 12, 13, I feel like that's when... 
Yeah. You, you start to appreciate a little more. Of course. A little more. And take pictures and show your friends and all that stuff. I mean, it sucks that they lost, but what are you going to do? Yeah. So last night we were group texting. Well, I say, I mean, you, me, and Nick. I don't think uh, Snoke I think he was ever on said there, maybe. He was on there, but I don't think he ever yeah. said anything. Uh, but about the end of the game. I mean, it was a crazy yeah. end of the game. We all saw it by now. Right. This isn't a spoiler for anyone who's who's listening in, in Kansas City. And there's no else, way but. for me to prove to you guys that this is true. Mm-hmm. But for you on the group text and for Chacho that I was watching the game with, he was so far off sides, I noticed it before Tony? the play went. Yes. Yeah, it looked bad. Because I really thought, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, all right, because he was an inside receiver, which we don't have to get knee deep into the rules, which is really a back. Mm-hmm. All right, he, you know the, there's seven men on the line. We can, no, nobody cares. But when he lined up, he was so far in front. I was like, "Is there a? Uh, are they running one of these Andy Reid weird offenses?" And he's allowed to be well, there. Yeah, you know how you've seen the guy move in motion in mm-hmm. front of the ball. You saw mm-hmm. that, and I looked. I was like, "That or." Is he on the line? Is he on the line? And everybody else is back, but they have receivers somewhere that I'm not seeing. Right on the line, so there's seven people. Like, what am I missing here? Because he looks like he's way off sides, yeah. but you know it's hard to tell where the ball is. But he's clearly in front of the lineman. Right. And so you know, you knew when as that flag came down I knew during the play, this was going to be replayed like the uh, ring around the rosy play. Like, mm-hmm. look at that. They put him here. Because of that. But as soon as it happened, I was like, dude, you know, Chacho jumped up like, yeah, because it was such a great play. It was crazy. And I was like, that thing's coming back, man. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I'm positive he was offside. Yeah, that flag was thrown, and yet, uh, you know, I, I guess, <coughs> obviously, people in the stadium have no idea what the flag is for. But it felt like, even when you watch it on TV in that moment, it, I don't think the guys knew, Romo and, and Nance, wasn't that who it was? I don't think they knew if that call, what the call was, or if it was coming back for sure. And that's why they made it, it seem like that, because it saw it from TV, from the... From the angle that they showed on TV, now I know that's different than the stadium, and I don't know where those guys, those are, guys are, are watching. Booth, right? right, I have no idea. But from the angle they showed on TV, it looked like it that's well some sort of illegal formation. Yeah, right. Like, and then I was like, "Well, how? You know, because if you're on the line, you check in with the rep, right? So, and you know, I saw people kind of talking about it. Like, you just turn the ref and you do like thumbs, thumbs up, up and he'll be up. like, and he'll go like, he'll be like, back up, you're a little back too up, back close. up. Or, you know, go forward, go forward, because you got to be on the line, space. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was like, well, did he not check in? Well, now people are saying that he did check in. They, I don't know. But oh, really? He, I didn't hear that. If he didn't check in, then, like, I, I don't know what we're doing here. I mean, everybody, I'm just I'm asking you this. This is a question. Everybody knows to do that, though, right? Especially at the NFL level. If you played in high school and college, and now you're in the NFL, that's, I would assume that that's something you do basically every play. You take, you take a look. If you're looking and you're wondering, am I at all in a questionable spot, then you would check, right? Yeah, you check, check with the ref. To, with the ref to get that thumbs so, up. So me as coaching, and again, it's not the NFL, but one of the things, so I can say these guys probably have learned since they've been coaching by someone like me. We yell at the wide receivers and backs. Every time you go to the line, check in. Yeah. I don't care if you think you are on it or not. Check it. Just turn to him and go like this. Right. It's that easy. And he'll either go like or up because they know you can't see. Right. And all it's the angles like are different. So they, they give you like that leeway to just check in and he'll be like, yo, back up. And I, they, it happens all the time. And I, 
In our last football game, one of our wide receivers was lined up over the line. And they threw the flag on him. And, you know, our wide receiver coach was like, you have not checked in. You, like, lost his ass on a 13-year-old. Like, we practice this every week. Check in. Check in. And when I saw him, I was like, man, if he didn't check in, I cut him. Yeah. Like, literally, like, now you have found new exciting ways to lose games. Yeah. Like, and he could be a good player for somebody else, but it's like, you know what? But after, there's been enough things that I will, I, the first thing I text my and brother. I know that's said, probably think, overreaction, think, but I, well, I mean. But it's more than just that, right? There's been a few things this season. So then you go, well, is that the thing? Is that enough? Do they just say, we don't have faith in this guy anymore? We don't want him here next year? I, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm asking questions because I really don't know. And that's why I asked my brother. I, I said, read one place that they said he checked in. But okay. I, and somebody else said they read that too, but I didn't see it anywhere else that he checked in. So then the conspiracy there would be that he checked in, they gave him the okay, and then they threw the flag later? Or, a different line judge or whatever? Right, there only but you'd think they would judge? talk about it. Is there one on each side of the field? You'd think they'd talk about it. Right. So, you know, well, I you can't think believe that happened. A lot of things, and I, I, I woke up this morning, so last night, while the game's on, during that group text, so obviously after that play, then you've got the 4th and 15 or whatever it was, uh, the Chiefs can't convert, and then Mahomes starts screaming. And we were texting each other saying, I think you texted first, like, who's he screaming at? Because now, people say, why is it, real so, quick, people say, why is it a big deal? And there is, like, the rules, you know, it's like you have to get so far, far involved in the rules. But one of the things that a defense will learn, right, yeah. if you're coaching linebackers, if the tight end's covered, meaning a guy outside of him is on the line, then the... And why they watch it is probably not for them to be offsides or not, although that's part of the deal, is that if they're on the line, then like, and say Kelsey's inside of him, although he wasn't, we're just saying this. Say yeah. Kelsey's inside the wide receiver, wide receiver's on the line, right? Yeah. Then there's supposed to be seven people on the line, there's somebody else on the line. Well, then that person's covered, meaning there's someone on the line, they're both on the line. They're ineligible. Okay. They cannot catch a pass. So if you're the Mike linebacker, the middle linebacker who's in charge, basically the quarterback of the defense... You would yell, you would you see them you point see them sometimes, the right? And they'd be like, ineligible, ineligible. Mm-hmm. That tells your other linebacker, don't worry about covering him. Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily the case here, but why they look at it is that because the Mike say if you're the tight end, the Mike would be like, He can't go out for a pass. Now we don't have to worry about you catching a pass. Right. And they say they call that for two reasons why we tell our kids to call it. One, to tell the other linebacker, you don't have to cover the tight end. Don't worry about it. Or the defensive end. Don't worry about going with him if he goes out on a route. Not right. worried about it. And the other part is, we tell them, it reminds the ref. Now, in our league, you're like, hey, remind the ref. Like, you're, just, you're doing it in a nice way. Like, not eligible, not eligible. And hopefully the ref will be like, not eligible. Right. He's covered up. Right? That's why. You do it. So, to me, it was obvious. when It really was. I'm not trying to. It was obvious. He was well over the line. And he was closer to the line. I mean, when so you look when at he the was still over, you could, you could see, see it, it more. People are like, oh, well, I see why. Yeah, but they're split way out. Mm-hmm. So you see it. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. He, it was clear because he was so close to the tackle and the offensive lineman that it looked like a funky formation. Right. Now, you know, did it have anything to do with the play? I don't know. I mean, but he's the one who caught it. Right. So, so, right? so, so Andy Reid today said he didn't check in. He, he didn't. Said, Andy Reid said today, normally he looks over to the sideline and just gets an okay. 
Uh, on that one, he just happened not to. That's the coaching point. Just make sure you check in with the guy on the side just to see. That's if it, you're man. Wrong. Okay, it's so, so easy. Like right. that's so easy. You check in, and I'm sure the ref knows that's at that point. That. The ref's like, "Hey, he didn't check in." Yeah. So he's singing in to himself. He didn't check in. And I can see where he's. Standing. And now he's offside, and he still right. hasn't checked in. And the ref's probably thinking to himself, "Check in, right? Check in." Don't check put this in. on me. Don't check put this in. on me. Check yeah. in. And yeah. then they say hi, and he throws it. Yep. You never checked in, man. Right. So last night, after, so you got that play, right? The touchdown comes back. Then you've got the fourth and 15 or whatever it was. Chiefs don't convert. And then Mahomes is yelling. So you'd kind of said, I, I don't remember who said what first. We were kind of like, you know, who's he yelling at? What's he yelling at? And you hear Romo on TV just saying, oh, it's a lot of frustration, you know. Well, have they lost the locker room? What is going on here with Mahomes? I just said the frustration is growing for Mahomes. He can only do so much, Jim, and how many times? Okay, he can only yeah, do so much. And he's, yeah, he's upset. He's frustrated. It's the end of the game. Gotcha. But we still were a little unclear. Like, is he yelling at Tony? Because you said something about, like, it looked like uh, we kind but of assumed Tony he's yelling at him. Over, I was yeah. like, man, I think they're trying to set Mahomes from Tony. Like, right. I've literally had it with you. Yeah. Like, but apparently not. No, because huh? then they showed another angle, and it looked like, <laughs> well, wait. Tony's over there, and it looks like he's yelling in the opposite direction. Is he yelling at a ref? So, you know, I asked my brothers last night, too. I said, hey, you know, who do you think he's yelling at? Well, I assume that he's yelling uh, at the refs about the Tony call, even though it probably was the right call. I'm sure he's upset, and he's, uh, you know, saying, why are you calling this this ticky-tack crap? So then this morning, I see a headline that says, uh, CBS, what did it say? It says, CBS taking heat for how it handled Patrick Mahomes' meltdown. Now, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be criticism of Romo being too easy on Mahomes' meltdown, saying, hey, you know what, he's just frustrated. Instead of, I guess, being more like, he shouldn't act like that. I don't know. So I right. click on it. I'm, I'm assuming it has something to do with that. That's when I see that, for the first time, uh, that maybe this had nothing to do, at least in, not directly, with Tony being offsides. It says... Uh, you know, he had this meltdown Sunday night. It talks about how, obviously, they lost 2017. We know that. It says he erupted on the sideline immediately following the failed fourth down attempt. It was unclear at first who Mahomes was screaming at. Many assumed Mahomes was yelling at one of his teammates or his coaches, which I think is what we were thinking at first. Like, oh, he's yelling at one of his coaches' teams. And with Romo saying, ah, he's just frustrated. Like, ah, I guess he's just... Who, who knows? He's upset, so he's yelling. But this says we now know that that wasn't the case. Instead, Mahomes was yelling at the sideline official for a missed penalty call on the Bills. But and it didn't they, seem like that. Then they link, well, they link to shots of, well, when I watch the video again, you can see they're like holding him back, and there's the ref over there, and it does look but like I he's he yelling at him. I thought about the offside. That's what I thought too, but they're saying that he should have, that he was upset uh, about that play, which was the fourth and whatever, the play after the. Chiefs got called for offsides. They're saying he was saying that Von Miller was offsides. I guess it was third. Was it third and fifteen? Whatever it was, he's saying that Von Miller uh, was offsides. So is that the same play that Tony is offsides? No, You'd it's be the, the next judge. Because look, fourth and here's, the, here's the screenshot. I just saw this earlier, and I was like, oh, this is starting to maybe clarify a little bit of what he was yelling at. All the people on Twitter saying, hey, CBS needs to do a better job. They didn't tell us who he was mad at. I'm thinking, well, they might not have know. known, but you could have shown that us down. That looked to me like he here, wasn't. I mean, that's it's not the same. In this picture here, you can see they've got the the line of scrimmage. So you can see that he's got uh, uh, who did I say it was? Oh yeah, Von Miller as offsides. They're saying that that's what he was upset about was that right there. And they've got a couple. I different can't believe that that's there. what he's upset about. I don't know. I I just can't believe that he can see it from who there. Is he, right. Well, who is he? 
from where he's at. at. If he wasn't yelling at Tony, was he I yelling he was at the yelling... refs for calling it against Tony? Yes. Saying, hey, why would you call it at the end exactly. of the game? Exactly. Like it's that? the end of the game. That's what I thought he was that's mad at. That's what we at. all kind of settled on last night, right. right? That that's what he was upset about. Now, this says, again, that that's not what he was upset about. And like I said, you've got people uh, blaming CBS for doing a but poor then he, he job said of showing uh, what He said something about a horrible call to Josh what? Allen when they... We're leaving the field. It looked like the, I couldn't see exactly People what they were saying. People quoted it. Okay, because I saw they had their thing. That like what a BS covered. call or something. Oh, they were reading Mahomes' lips, or you could. I hear guess it. someone reported it. I don't know. Okay, because I saw in the in the television broadcast, you could see they come over and you know it looked like he covers his mouth up, and I I didn't hear Let's like see. anyone was mic'd up. I did hear Andy Reid after the game when he talks about clearly he's upset not about them not getting a call, but about the Chiefs having. Uh, that that call, uh, or I guess that play called back you know, for the penalty. A, it was a heck of a football game down to the end. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. Um, normally, I'll get. Um, I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. Okay, so, I mean, that to me sounds no, like what? So is Andy Reid there mad at Tony, him. or is he mad at the refs for making the call? They have him talking to, they have him on Mike, what he said to, I don't know where you got that article, but he was mad about the offside. This is from The Spun. So this is even Fox News. Okay. They have, uh, here you go, Mahomes went off on the officials on the sideline after his drive ended. He was angry over the offensive call. On Kadarius Tony that thwarted the touchdown and clever lateral, and then when he saw Josh Allen, he said, "Wildest effing call I've ever seen." I got audio of it here. Okay, pull it up. There you go. I heard him say effing so, terrible. So he, what did he say? He said offensive offsides on offensive that play, man. So he was okay. upset on the offensive I'll offsides. Play it one more time, so we can kind of hear. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I would like assume wildest he's... wildest effing call I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I would assume that he was upset about that, just like everyone else, and I assume that Andy Reid... So why is Andy Reid saying... Is Andy Reid mad at Tony when he's giving this press conference? Very disappointed that it... Who's he mad at? Yeah, so the... Um, normally, I'll get... Um, I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, okay, so normally I get a warning from the refs. From the refs, and yeah, so he's your guys he, offsides. But he, so the article I read earlier that had the quote of him saying, you know, uh, he didn't check in. Yeah, they were saying that he was mad at Tony last night, but he kind of walked it back today. That, like, that, like he, he the, just had a the Holmes or Reed. Reed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he, when he said it's a bit embarrassing that he was mad at Tony, but that he okay. walked it back today. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's been. Uh, quite a season so well anyway that's how that game ended in case in case you missed it there is uh i guess other stuff to talk about which is yeah. i know we need to take a break now but you know see, what that, happens referee going forward? carl sheffers apparently is timed in too on social media he said yes maybe? ultimately if they looked for alignment advice certainly we are going to give it to them which i said they'll say move back or mm-hmm. move up mm-hmm. but ultimately they are responsible for wherever they line up and certainly no warning is required especially if they are lined up so far outside without actually blocking a view of the ball so we would give them some sort of warning if it was anywhere close, but this particular one is beyond a warning. He added that he was not sure whether there were warnings given during the game. So okay. there you go. Okay. But if he didn't check in, that's just like, why aren't you checking in, man? 
Like you check in every play. And we're all and we all agree now that Mahomes was yelling at the ref about making Offensive that call against offside, Tony. Sure. Okay, okay. The Church of Laszlo. All right. All right, lots to talk about. There is some more sports stuff to talk about because there's uh some 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 big sports news and also I think, you know, as Chiefs fans, we don't want to dwell on this Tony thing too much or Mahomes, you know, having this 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 um let's say uh uh, I don't want to call it a meltdown. That's what everyone else is calling it. Show of emotion on the sideline. And then I see headlines from websites like Deadspin that just say, God, you know, I'm sick know. of the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Like, okay, well, you know what? Hey, that's, you get that when you're winners. I know. I know. And, you know, if, if that were Brady five years ago, people would be like, what a bitch. I hate that guy. Right. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're Kansas City fans. Like, I, you know. Do you know? I think if you're a New England fan, you're like, dude wants to win, right? I, that's the way I feel about Mahomes, man. Yeah, like you, you know, hey, guy wants to win, man. Loss is cool. I'd rather have him do that than you know signing jerseys at the end of a loss like that. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've seen Josh Allen. I've made fun of Josh Allen for losing his cool in the past. So you know, it is. You don't see uh, Mahomes do it that often. Now, I'm not trying to defend him, but I, you know. I think that's part of the reason it was kind of a big deal because you really you don't see I don't remember him doing at least not like that now where it's on television and you can tell this is frustration no matter right. who he's mad at whether he's mad no. at the ref or Tony he's, or he's whatever very media trained he's, yeah he's very. he's lost his cool here and I don't remember really seeing that on TV with him before I've seen him get upset before well, we saw it in but, uh, in the quarterback documentary where he's like you messed with the wrong mother. Yeah, we saw him losing his cool on the field. We just haven't seen it after a on, game with yeah. the cameras on yeah. him. So yeah. I mean, this was extremely he's clearly a fiery guy throwing his helmet and everything. Him. You got to be, I assume, to to be a professional. A guy wants athlete. to win, man, and they're struggling. Yeah, and he's done a lot. You know, look, he hasn't played. So he hasn't played as Mahomes as as we've seen before. But he's played good enough to win those games, right? And, and he's still been amazing. Yep. And guys dropping balls, you know, so, it's like, so man. many times. Now there's been multiple games now where it's come down to that, or that that was the issue all along, and you just go, ah, you know, I mean, you can't rewrite history. But and it's a team sport. That's why it's hard to, to quantify who some of the greatest of all time are because they played on a team. So some people say Marino. Might have been the greatest before Brady, I think. Might have sure. been the greatest. He just never won a Super Bowl. Right. That, that's how, how it goes. You look at as closely as Chiefs fans do to this season, to this Chiefs season, and you go, oh, yeah, I guess a lot of those games they probably would have won if, if he caught the ball there, if he hadn't dropped the sure, ball there, the if he had, yeah, just gotten open, just like someone, you know, someone competent, who had their confidence. Anyhow, uh, I was going to talk to you about uh, being a dad just real briefly. Sure. I had. Uh, Landon this weekend, yes. I, and uh, you know he's uh, he's about to turn thirteen. But I'm sure you're already used to this. I just I thought this was so cool, and because I'm not a parent, it was exciting for me. But we went out to eat. He got here on Friday. We went out to eat Friday night, and then we like you know we went to look at some Christmas lights or something. We came home, and uh, we turn on TV. We we're going to watch a movie or something, and I'm thinking I have no idea. How this works because I'm guessing he would probably like to go to his room already, right? And sure. just watch TV alone. He'd like to have some space, whatever. But he just got here. You know, we should watch mm-hmm. something. But then I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I know Lazlo takes his boys to see the John Wick movies. You know, there's right. this Silent Night movie. Oh yeah, and I found Violent myself. Night? Uh, well, there's Violent Night, but there's a new one called Silent Night right. that's like like John Wick, and it's in right. theaters. I think it might even be the same producer, according to the trailer. So I found myself looking. I think it's on IMDb. You can look to see. All right, why is it rated R? 
I'm looking to see same thing my dad would have done if he'd had the ability if the internet right, existed sure. back in the 80s. Is there nudity? You know, is there female? Mm. And because it, it said some nudity, and you can actually read on there. It'll break down. It says a guy takes his shirt off for this long. That, that's the nudity. And you're like, okay, man, what a tool if right, sure. pa- parents need something like that. Because I, we've both talked about this before, but that was really my parents' thing. My right. mom would say that she didn't like the violence, but it wasn't going to well, stop, not gonna her, stop her. From but we right. had a nipple, then that was it. It was over. And right. honestly, I didn't want to watch that stuff with no, my dad anyway. Not. I don't want to see the, the, the sex scene. So it's cool that they break it down and say, here's what it is. Here's exactly why. So then I'm like, all right, well, hey, you know, we could, you know, I can go see a movie. What about this? And he's like, it looks okay. You know, it's, it's not bad. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, and Brooke is saying, why would you take him to see a movie? You know, he's only here for the weekend. You can see a movie anytime. And I'm thinking, like, I can't see this in front of him. I'm like, it could be a bonding experience, right? Sure, right? Sure, we sure. go see a, yeah, a violent, violent movie. movie together. Yeah, sure. come on, a revenge movie. And uh, so I'm kind of scrolling through on the on the apps, the different apps. I guess I was just on Google TV, and he goes, um, "You know, I've never seen Back to the Future." Oh, and really? I said, "Oh, really?" And I said, "Do you want to?" He goes, "I'd like to." And he goes, "Aren't there more than one?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Can, can we watch it?" And I'm like, "We can oh, watch yeah, it. Yeah, we can watch it for this sure. This is great." Right now, right. he's he's picked something. It took like two seconds for him to right, pick something, something that he wanted to see right, and been thinking about. Totally different than what would happen with Brooke and myself trying to figure out what to watch. Right. I mean, it's done. He says, "I'd like to watch it," and it took us no time. So we started watching. It, and man, I, I know again, this is just stuff that you're used to as a parent. But I'm so impressed with them as we're watching the movie. I know he's never seen it before. And he's really paying attention. Stuff that as a kid, even as an adult, I, as you know, doing the news, I miss a lot of important sure, details. Right. I think this isn't important. Skip to the next part. Skip to the next part. He's picking up on stuff and making predictions. And I'm like, damn, man, this kid might be like the smartest kid in the world. He's got it all figured out. So that was very exciting. And then, of course, we got to watch the sequels and everything, which is very exciting. You watched we them trying, all? Yeah, well, we were trying oh, to nice. finish them today because last night we got home from the game. I think he did want, you know, yeah, some, time the alone. some time alone. And he's watching some, I don't know what he's watching, but the show that he wanted to watch. I finally asked him what it was, and, and he was like, well, do you want to see these? But he's like, you won't like it. I was like, okay. It's a, it's a British show on Netflix. I don't know if it's from the BBC or what, about women in prison. So it's kind of like Orange is the New Black, but with British prisoners. And I was huh. watching this thinking, man, I don't, I don't know how a 12-year-old would pick up on this and think, like, this is the thing that I want to watch. But he was into it. He was wanting to binge okay. watch it, so I don't know if he didn't have Netflix at home or what the deal was, but that's what he wanted to watch. But yeah, just just being able to watch pretty awesome. Back to the Future is so awesome. Right, and you see it through a whole new light. whole new light, and right. he's excited, and he's like, well, what if they did this? Why couldn't they do that? Oh, I know what's going to happen. And you're like, man, you got to figure it out. You're really right, yep, yep. And then you're like, okay, we can't just watch TV the whole time. You know, what do you want to do? And I knew we were going to the game on Sunday, so Saturday morning, Brooke's like, do you have any ideas what to do today? I'm like, we can go see that movie in the movie theater. She's like, you guys have been watching movies. I'm like, yeah. And he didn't seem real keen on that. I was like. Uh, well, here's the different things. And when you go to like um, visit KC or whatever it's called right. to show you the different stuff, it's mostly holiday stuff, which we ended up doing. I don't know if you've seen this thing, and I guess your kid's a little old, but at Legends and KCK, the, um, you know, it used to be the uh, T-Bone Stadium, now it's the Monarchs. They do, oh, yeah, they yeah. doing this did lighting you do thing. That? We did it. It's I haven't crazy. done it. Is it cool? It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, your kids are probably too old for it. You know what I mean? Well, we, you but, know, it's always good to go see lights. That's what it is. That's just right? it. Yeah, you go down on the field and there's a lot of lights, and it's technically a maze. But you're, you know, you're actually just looking for for things. You're trying to help. I don't know, elves find their toys or something. When's it yeah, open? I don't, I'm not exactly sure. We, we went to buy that. tickets Saturday morning. Brooks like, everyone, because she asked on social media, hey, what should, should we do while well, we've got a 12-year-old here? And she said 99% of the responses she got were people saying, go to this thing. We didn't know about it. So we went to buy the tickets. The parking was already sold out. This was like at 10 in the morning to do it at like 8.30 at night. Okay. And the tickets were almost sold out. So we're like, oh, my God. So it's, I guess, very popular. But uh, that was really all that we had planned for that 
that day was like, okay, well, we're going to go see the Christmas lights. Yeah, that's cool. Night. And I don't know if uh, – because I feel like uh, tween, 12, about to turn 13, he's kind of at that age where he's kind of too cool for stuff. You know, you don't you, – mm. you like it. But I can tell he's trying to play it a little cool, like, right. well, you know, it's fine, whatever. You're like, okay, I don't know how I would have felt about this at 12. I don't remember what it was like to be 12. But I did as I was looking up stuff to do, because I was like, we can't do all holiday stuff. I saw, I remembered when I saw that uh, they built another one of those indoor uh, karting places, a huge oh, one, Lee Summit. The okay, K-1, I know they're building one here, too. Which was the one that they had in Seattle when we were there. Like, they did you guys go do one. that, too? We went and did that. How awesome was that? Dude, it was awesome. Really? He had a blast. And I think he was a little freaked out. I don't think he'd ever driven go-karts before. Um, so I think it was kind of his first. And, you know, they go to do the tutorial with him. They didn't do it with me because apparently I'm in their system from, like, 2006 when I did okay. it in Seattle. So I guess they think I know the safety <laughs> protocol. But, dude, he had a blast. My thought was, though, as I'm doing this is – it's, by the way, it's very cool. It's a cool place, and I would recommend it. But, you know, it's kind of expensive. And right. you're just looking at it, you're like, yeah, you know, if you had – I saw some of these people coming in, and they had like three, four kids. How much is it? And I thought, man, okay, so he and I were the only ones that did it. Brooke did not want to do it, so she watched. He and I uh, raced, and we did two races. And I think for both of us, you know, it was, I think for those two races, it was 100 and it's pricey. 120 bucks. Well, here's the thing. So as I'm doing it, he's standing there. He fill out the information. I have to sign a waiver for him. We're all nervous that they're not going to let us sign the right, waiver because sure. I said legal guardian. I'm like, Brooke, we're the legal guardian. They're not mm-hmm. going to ask. These kids don't have IDs, right? right? And as we go to fill it out, it's like, okay, here's your total. Now, all we did, you walk in, you fill the thing out yourself. And then once you're done, it says, see a cashier. And you go over. And she was very nice. But she's like, okay, how many races? Two. Okay. And boom, she rings it up. When she does on the screen, you know, whatever my total was, 150 bucks, something like that. Then it says it's defaulted to a tip. Oh, and the tip man. is like 25% right, or 20%. Okay. I don't remember what it is, but I'm looking at Brooke like, and, and Lana's kind of like, what's that? I'm like, and I just hit, no. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know we keep talking about tip fatigue, but good Lord, not yeah. only is this a weird place to tip, but because you're doing that default, and I've just paid as much as I would pay for two people to go out and you know eat apps and desserts at a decent restaurant. Right. That's kind of that, tip that, you right now. I'm going to tip that like 25% default well, to 20%. On. I was like, no, man, I can't do it. But I don't want you know to badmouth them because it is awesome. And if you have not been there, which sounds like you haven't, yeah, I haven't. Tell you, all right, you yeah. t- take them there. I don't know if your boys are as I was really into go karts when I was a kid. Maybe well, because we were on vacation, you know. Like, you know, there's some places my parents are. We went to Branson a lot, and that was the only thing there right. for me to do. My parents were doing whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know, but I loved go karts, and it's kind of crazy because. He'd never done it before. Like I said, he'd never driven a go-kart at all. So I'm like, this is amazing. Watch him back Was in the it hard? future. Um, I mean, they're fast. They're really fast. And I think he got a little intimidated, especially the second time we went. There was a bunch of new people that had come in, and it was right. a big group, and they kept getting in accidents and stuff. Right. But it was funny because you see him after the first race. He's like, I wish they'd given me more time to train. I wish I'd <laughs> asked these questions. I just didn't know. He almost seemed nervous to do it again. And I'm like, do you right. want to do it again? He's like, no, I do. And then after the second one, he's like, I think I beat you. That was amazing. Okay, good. It's crazy how good, quickly good, good. you know that stuff yeah. can, can get turned around. But while you're waiting, too, by the way, it's like, all right. Uh, you pay now. They're like, you you should get called up in about forty five minutes. Well, they've got an arcade there. Oh, perfect. So like, All right, let's go load up on the arcade thing. You know, oh, he's out of tokens again. Well, you load hey, up again. It yeah. ain't cheap having kids. And I thought, man, we only do this. You know, he was he's here in the summer. You know, he came this year uh, in December. Probably come back again. Maybe in the spring or summer. Probably, I, I would say, not guaranteed at least until next summer. If you are a parent, uh, you know. Presumably living with your your children, or right. at least even living with them half the time, 
man, there's no way you can look for fun stuff to do every weekend. I mean, there's stuff you can do that doesn't cost money or doesn't cost as much money. Right. But as a parent, I'm like, man, we can just do this stuff because he's rarely ever here. Right, of So it's like, it's like, you know, you say the Disney dad thing. Let's just right. do whatever there is to do here. Let's right. go do it. But when you're... I can't even Every imagine it's a parent, stopped, and it's man. like Saturday morning, and they wake up at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., and you're like, oh, you got up early today? Right. Like, what are we going to do today? I know I had a buddy who would always take it. He got his kids really into just going to the park and walking around. They loved going right. outside. They liked nature. We play catch a lot. lot. You know, we'll go to the park and play catch, okay. hit baseballs. You know, we can do that yeah. for fairly cheap. Yeah. I don't remember what I did when I was a kid. I mean, I played with my neighborhood friends, but other than that, I don't really remember what we did for fun. Like, where did my parents – we went on vacation – but I don't remember a lot of like weekend stuff. There was holiday stuff, I think, right? Sure. Which there is now too. But I don't remember the other stuff. You had well, like nice Sunday. Sports, we but... just went to an indoor baseball facility and played baseball. Uh, when you were kidding with your boys, you do this weekend. Okay, yeah. Right? I yeah. thought of that because she's like Brooks. Like, what are we doing? I was like, well, I'm pretty sure. There's a good chance that if they're not there, they were just there at the batting cage. And I don't know if he's into that right, sure. or not, but I was like, that's something to do. Because I'm thinking to myself, what, is, what does Lazo say? I'm thinking about uh, snow cone, but Bomb Pop's way younger. Way younger, So it's yeah. like, okay, it wouldn't even be close. And we asked about the zoo because there was something going on. He's like, you know, I'll be honest. I don't really want to go to the zoo. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah, good. At least you tell us now. That's yeah. totally fine. Let really be honest. There. And going there and walking around here is just totally miserable. But yeah, it's fun. And I know, I know it's an obvious thing. That's why well, people have kids. Yeah. But but watching those movies, oh, him man. being excited about it, I was like, so Pretty as he's leaving today, I was like, I literally was just backing out of the app. And I was like, all right, you know, if you're going to finish this when you get home, this is where we're at. And it said they had Gremlins 1 and 2 MX. I was like, have you seen Gremlins? He goes, I haven't seen that either. I'd like to see that. I'm like, damn. I wish he wasn't leaving. <laughs> right, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Right? The church. The church of life. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yo! Yo! All right, what's going on? Well, I... I mentioned earlier that there is some other big sports news. Okay. This isn't the kind of sports Otani news. Otani to the Dodgers? Yeah. Not just Otani to the Dodgers, but how much money Otani to the Dodgers. I don't know what the previous record was. I think it might say her own. Two-time American League MVP Shohei Otani has landed the richest free agent contract in baseball history, and the numbers are eye-popping. The two-way superstar agreed to a 10-year 
$700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Otani staying in Southern California after starring as both a pitcher and slugger for the Los Angeles Angels for the past six seasons. Okay, so it's a 10-year deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are getting to the point now. We're creeping up on that billion-dollar billion dollar contract. Just like we did that with – we talked about how much teams were worth last week. And I remember what a big deal it was when they said the Cowboys might be worth a billion dollars. And now I think every team we looked at last week said it was well over a billion dollars. Most of them, I think, said that they were – didn't it say the Chiefs were like $3 billion? $2 billion seemed to be the low end. So now you've got a 10-year contract, player contract, for $700 million. I would say what? Probably fewer than 10 years away from seeing that, that first billion. Now, I get it. He is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. From the way everybody talks about him, especially from the way you talk about him, you're as big a fan of baseball He's as anybody good, I know. And but, I, mean, I don't I mean, know if you've seen anyone as good as him in your lifetime. He'll get $108,000 every time he steps to the plate. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's making a – well, I guess they said that breaks down to it. $180,000, uh, $3,000 per minute, and $50 per second. And his contract before, I think they said, was for $400 million? I think they said that this contract was $300 million more than the previous one or something like that. So it's not like he was broke. You know, it's not like he was this rookie waiting to no, make no, no, money no. Like in the NFL. He was making money, but now, The crazy thing is he can't, I, I, he can't pitch or play the field till 2025 because his arms hurt. Right. So I figured you could be the one to explain this to me. I assume that all has to do with the size of the investment and in trying to keep the guy healthy, or is he the one saying as I part think of doctors his contract? Are saying, you know, you can't okay. do it. Okay, I didn't know if they said, "Hey, we'll sign right. this," yeah, but no. if the team has to agree, it's like I think right. they just knew beforehand. Okay, because he stopped pitching at the end of last year. Okay, so yeah, seventy million dollars per season, eleven million dollars a month, and he had been making four hundred thirty-two thousand dollars a game. It's just astronomical numbers. He had been making $42 million. I mean, he's the best player ever, though. Well, that's what I was going to ask. In your lifetime, has there Never been someone else? It's not even close. I mean, people compare him to Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth quit pitching. Right. So I mean, it's, it's not close. It's not close. I mean, he's, I mean, and people say, oh, Mike Trout. I mean, show it. nobody else pitches and plays like him. Nobody. So, so it, then this might stand for a while. I mean, although I know that. Players continue to get paid more because of natural things like inflation. So it seems like every time we see some sort of star athlete sign, it's the biggest contract with that league or whatever. And it happens a lot. I mean, I think Mahomes probably broke the record and then didn't uh, sure. What's-His-Face uh, break the Trout, record right after him. I mean, it's baseball because baseball does not have a salary cap. Right. So, yeah, so with baseball, it can just keep going and going. Forever. But maybe it will be a while before we see a billion. But it's $700 million for 10 years and – you're saying he's not only the best player. I don't he's know the that best we'll see. Yeah, seen. I mean, if there's people out there. They say, but I, I don't know that we'll see somebody come in and be able to pitch and hit and play the field like him. I mean, it's pretty and be likable. I mean, you know. Well, you and I've always said that we've got no problem with athletes getting paid what they get paid. They earn what they get paid. A lot of times, they earn more than what they're getting paid. The owners would not pay them this money if they didn't earn it. One of the things that they amazes think they me about the money this, back. right, is how much money does this organization? They, I'm sure they do calculations and say ten years. How much do we think we will make just because he's playing here? How many Extra, tickets we sell? Yeah. Can we raise ticket prices? How the many tickets will we say on games? You know, 
All right, so he's scrap it this year if he doesn't pitch. How many game? How many more? Much more tickets will we will we sell on the days that he pitches? How many? How many jerseys will we sell? How many T-shirts will we sell? When we went and saw uh, the Angels, uh, when Trout and Otani were on the team, uh, and this was be, uh, really the year before. I mean, he was a great player, but the year before he really like became a household name, right? Okay. Around what year would this have been? Maybe four years ago. Okay. We went to Los Angeles and went to baseball stadiums there. And still, everybody in that stadium had an Otani shirt on. Okay. So, I mean, it was full with people who had Otani shirts on, even compared to Trout. Yeah. So, And that was before he started really doing what he was doing. I think they said that he won MVP in 2021 and then was second in 22 and then won again this yeah. year, right? Does that sound right? Yeah. yeah. This is 2023 now? Yeah. So, so we were probably there in 2019, maybe. Okay. Which is a cool thing to be able to yeah, say we that saw you him Trout. Yeah, right, absolutely. And you got to see him there. I mean, that makes it extra cool. That's what I was trying to tell Landon yesterday. Like, look, even if you don't know all the rules, even if you're not a huge football fan, you're, you're going to go see Mahomes right. at Arrowhead. You get to see him play right. at home. You can take pictures of it, whatever. And you can tell people later, you can tell your kids, your grandkids, like, oh, yeah, I went and saw him. I said, it's hard to understand that or comprehend that when you're living in it. Right. But we, you and I both know how big Jordan is, and think about how crazy it would be to go see, to right, go back in time and go see Jordan play in and, Chicago. You know, it's crazy because I did see Jordan, obviously being a Pistons fan, and I never thought about it. Right. I just thought how much I hate this dick. Of course. Like, I didn't realize the greatness. You look back later, you're like, God, I hate this guy. You were the one who said something about it to me. Because I don't remember which but Super Bowl it was. But now you look back and you're like, man, I did see him quite a few times. And it wasn't just that you saw him in person, because whenever, probably the third time, maybe it was only the second, I don't know, that Brady was going to the Super Bowl, and uh, I went over to your house to watch it, and uh, you know, it's kind of like, I don't care who wins, whatever, and you're like, hey man, we get to watch this guy greatness. play. So you know, you know, we're, we're watching we're, him, we're alive for this we happen era. We haven't been alive. Like, we weren't alive for Mickey Mantle. Right. We weren't alive for Babe Ruth. We weren't alive for Lou Gehrig. We know about him. Yeah. We're alive now to watch Brady and Otani, and you know, uh, you know, there's something to that. Mahomes, you know, I think he fits in with that group. You know, yeah, absolutely. And you know, you look at so we, like I said, don't have any problems with these players getting paid that much money. You look at seven hundred million dollars over ten years, and you go, okay, well, the merchandising, the extra tickets, all that stuff. And this is also keep in mind, like baseball, they claim all the time that baseball. Has some saggy numbers Thank with you, sir. television ratings, which is where you know sports make a lot of their revenue. Sure. And I know that baseball's worked out some of these deals. That uh, oh, thank you, sir, appreciate it. But still, it must not be doing too bad if no, the Dodgers can pay seven hundred million dollars for ten years. And some teams are different. Yeah, like, don't compare the Royals bigger, to the Dodgers. Like, uh, of course not. I'm guessing the Royals make a lot more TV money. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers make a lot more TV money. Absolutely. You know, a lot more tickets. A lot more. You know, like. It is what it is. Like, there's some owners, and certainly in bigger markets, you know, we could argue market size or not market size, but certainly some team owners, like, man, we're in LA. It's a Dodgers town. Yeah. You know, what are we putting in? We're putting in 15,000 a night, maybe, right? Now, Tony, what's Otani bring? An extra five? Well, all right, let's do the math. You know, now we got 80 some odd games at home. All right, will he get us into the playoffs? We're already into the playoffs. What do we get in the playoffs? How many World Series games do we get? Does he take us over the top and get us in the World Series? Well, what's the what's the like? They're not dumb. No, of course they're not they're making not just because it's an ego thing. That's what I'm saying. Right there, there's a way to make money, and you know, Toronto apparently was right there. 
Really? Yeah. Were, is that who was being talked about, the two of them? There was rumors that he was on a flight to Toronto, okay. and then rumors that that wasn't true. But there was other teams that were involved, and some of those teams were like, yeah, we were not close to that number. Okay. Now, who knows if they were or they weren't, but apparently Toronto was, you know, they were in the ballpark. Toronto was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, same thing. Toronto's a massive, huge city. Yeah. Right? You know, like, well, how much can we make? Yeah. How much can we make if we put them in there? How much do, how much if we have, you know, four World Series games for the next eight years, you know? Yep. Do we make our money back? And I wonder what the single biggest source of income is for owners. Is it the merchandising deals? Is it the television deal? Is it the ticket sales? I tried looking it up and I actually found something else that was interesting because it, it was from Forbes. It was from this year, but it was from the beginning of this year. But they said, so you may have already known this, Lazo, but Forbes was saying that, um, MLB had set a new record. They had exceeded $10.5 billion, almost $11 billion. That's before expenses were, but they had exceeded uh, 10, over $10.5 billion for 2022. And that they, they were doing very well after the pandemic, you know, sports trying to kind of recover, just like a lot of businesses. Right. And that they'd set this record and that they expected it to potentially be even higher this year. I don't know if they figured out what that is yet. But $10.8 billion. Again, just for a, a league that, you do hear some criticisms of, and you hear this stuff at the beginning of the season about how they're trying to make the game a little faster. Do kids still watch baseball? Do people still watch it on TV? You know, it's such a regional sport. You got to get the local fans into it if they're going to make any money. Well, it sounds to me like they, they do all right. I don't know what the expenses are because, like I said, it did say before expenses. But almost $11 billion for the 2022 year sounds like they're doing pretty well. And then you add on top of that Shohei, who is the greatest, yeah. But seven hundred million for ten years. That's something Let me else. Let's see now. here. So um seven hundred million dollars. When we were kids, I'm trying to think who was worth seven hundred million dollars. Like the, if you were worth seven hundred million dollars back then, that would you they say no Otani will bring in fifty million alone in merchandising. In merchandise alone. Fifty million. They say he brought in twenty five million a year to the Angels. Okay. And they expect that to double if he's a Dodger. Okay. So, um... And that's annually? Or I wonder how they break that yeah, $50 down. $50 million a year. Okay, so $50 million so now it's right costing off 20. the top. Yeah. And he was already right. making before, with his old contract, they said he was making roughly just under $50 million, uh, a year for his salary. If he broke it down annually, now he's making, what, 70 whatever it is. Now, what do they say he's getting paid? Oh, $700 million, right. So he's making $70 million. Uh, you are, You've already... Taking care of a huge chunk of that right there, and that's just. So they also say that he uh, somehow deferred some sort of his payments and those types of things, so that they could pay more people to come play for the Dodgers. Okay. So it said he's thrilled, he's excited to begin this partnership, and he structured his contract to reflect a true commitment from both sides to long-term success. So uh, let's see, Otani's decision not only has there you go running out to renew their season tickets. Okay. And the biggest star in baseball playing the second largest market in America. Um, Dodgers are the best run organization in baseball. Uh, They now have three of the biggest stars in all of baseball. That is true. They now have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Otani, which is pretty crazy. Uh, So it's safe to say that they would be, if not the most profitable, they'll be the same. I assume that the Yankees are usually the most profitable organization. Does that that sound right or not? Growing up, they were always the ones that people pointed to as being, you know, they spent the most money. But I don't know how that's changed now. A $700 million contract could 
This is crazy. The guy can still hit and easily the greatest attraction in the game uh, where he'll generate more money than any player who ever put on a baseball uniform. He earned $40 million in endorsements last year. So put that above it. Uh, That was playing for the Angels, which will now go through the roof with the Dodgers. Uh, The next highest Angel endorsement money, Mike Trout, $5 million. He beat Mike Trout by $35 million. million. Holy crap. I didn't know that the gap would be that big. That is crazy. I mean, would you say that the uh, skill gap is that big? Trout was, for a while, I would think, considered the greatest player in baseball. I think people still would say he might. There's a lot of people would argue say he's the greatest player in baseball. He can't pitch. Who, Trout? Okay. He can't pitch. That's what makes it so different. Like, we haven't seen anything like this since Babe Ruth. Yeah. And people compare him to Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth quit pitching. Also, we... Yeah, whatever. I mean, with Babe Ruth, it's so hard to know. We don't Mm. have, like... High def video that we can go back and look at. Well, we and know break he was great there. for his time. So. Great, great for his time, right? Right. And, so and who knows? You know, he wasn't playing. You know, I think the big thing is he wasn't playing against you know African Americans, right? Okay, but then you could say that to a lot of guys. You know, absolutely, you could. But they, throughout the years, you could even say to guys that we consider great. Well, you weren't playing only against a lot of Dominicans, right? And now you know, like, hey, the Japanese hadn't really infiltrated yet. So was you know Don Mattingly and Alex Rodriguez as good as he was. But, you know, you're, I get you're, it. you're good for the time that you were in. And right. right. Are there things against it? Sure. That holds you against it. But I think that will always be the case. And of course. In 50 years, you're like, yeah, but you weren't playing with a robot. Right. Right. Half the teams are robots now. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be but the, that. Just, but we do know Babe Ruth was a great, great player. There's just an era, though, where I go, oh, you're too far back. We get there to is, where I'm hard. like, you know what? I'm not. But, but, yes, you're impressive. If you dominated your generation, then you dominated your generation. Fair enough. And I'm Fair with enough. it. You know, people are like, man, whenever you talk about, you know, Shea Otani, and they're like, well, he didn't play in 1897 against locomotive Steve Train Gibson. <laughs> right. And exactly. you're like, what? Locomotive old Steam Train? Like, yeah. Right? And you're like, yeah, that guy was out there. You're like, okay, well. I think, he, I think part, he would have done, done all right. You know, call me But crazy. you never know. Like, you what, never know. You know I, I, I make the argument, right. too. Well, what if Babe Ruth was playing today? Well, Babe Ruth... Uh, wouldn't be swinging with a, a tree branch right. like he was, right? He would have, you know, uh, uh, all these different coaches that he didn't have. He would have health and you know, whether they, he would listen to a health and nutritionist <laughs> right. guy. I have no idea. You know, Mickey Mantle got drunk before games, yeah. so who knows? But, you know, these guys would have also different advantages. So there are takeaways, but they would also have different advantages that they didn't have. Oh, so you don't think that it's like an obvious thing no. that if that if if Babe Ruth were alive today, that he probably he wouldn't be in Major League Baseball. He wouldn't. Make no, it in the I, Major he'd League. be a great player. Oh, you think he could be? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he'd be a great player. I, okay. you know, I, I think because people just dismiss. They're like, well, if you put him in today, so I'm like, oh, wearing the baggy pants and shoes without cleats on, <laughs> like, right? Uh, uh, then he'd be horrible. Okay. Yes, he would be. And every time he came up to bat, it would have to be black and white. Like I just thought he might be a lot slower and a lot he less. He may be then, than... but now put him now growing up eight years old, yeah, and getting all the coaching and training and everything that he'd get going to college to play baseball and all those things. You know, all those things are advantages that he didn't have. Okay, so you you're saying that you think genetically he probably had what it takes if he Absolutely. had the right. So okay. right, okay. if he was Fair born enough. in the same year Shohei we'll was, I'm not know. saying he'd be as good as Shohei, but yeah. he'd be a goddamn good baseball player. Okay. 
The Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! All right, we're going to drum scroll in a minute. Yeah, we got news to talk about. Uh, we got this abortion battle in Texas going back and forth. They, Friday, they, that judge had said, yep, she can have the abortion. And, yeah, did they uh, change that? You know, now the, the Supreme Court of the I state that, has said yeah. no. Jesus I don't understand, Christ. and this is really, I know, just an obvious question. I guess I should just be able to look it up, but... When this something like so, they're saying that she's got you know there's an issue with the pregnancy and that her health and the yeah and it's the, it's, like, it's going to be still stillborn. Yeah. Can she not leave the state? Yeah, I mean, why why go through this protracted legal battle? Is it because you want to make a stand? I feel like or, Texas is one of the states that they, they, supposedly they, made that illegal. Right, to leave you can't. The state to but they can't. Get it they, else. they no. Someone had talked about like oh we we might just it might have been Abbott. I don't know, but someone had talked about we're going to make it illegal for you to leave. And the people quickly pointed out that's not you can't do that. This right. is America. Right, you can't. Right. You can't, right. You, there's no way to write that law and enforce it. So if yeah, you are worried about your doctors health, in Texas will say they can't say go to New Mexico or whatever, but they'll say, you know, I heard New Mexico is great this time of year. Right. Like they okay. get like subtle hints. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. They're not supposed to tell you. They, yeah, they I knew that. But they'll yeah. say stuff like, you know, hey, you should go to New Mexico. And, you know, yeah, they can't tell you how to get the there. I think that is a thing in most of these states where abortion has been banned, that they can't tell you to go to those other right, places. I've never heard it. Yeah. I'm trying in my head. Is there anything else? Like if you went to. A state where marijuana is legal and smoked it there, you're right. not in any trouble. Right. But right. If I mean, in my head, I was just trying to think of leaving a state and getting right. in trouble. No. You know? They just have no. to find subtle ways to tell you right. without but, telling you. Right. But if the doctor is telling you, then they are assisting yes. in right. some way yeah. because they're helping you and get they're there. They're all terrified of it. So, yeah. So we got to talk about that. We got to talk about these college, uh, what are they, deans or whatever, they're under fire, the heads of these schools after that yeah, testimony forged. they gave about. Israel and I mean that's my, mainly what it was about, right? Yeah. Talking about Israel and uh, well, what's happening on the what, what's happening. Well, yeah, what's happening with the war over there, and then what's happening on campuses. And they, you saw the woman from Penn; she she said, "I'm done. I'm leaving." Oh, she, really? She resigned. Now everyone's looking at this woman from Harvard, saying, "What about you?" Yeah, the one from Harvard she, is getting. She destroyed. posted some stuff on social media, trying to kind of. It felt, at least to me, like she was trying to backpedal a little bit. Like, hey, you know, you should never call for genocide. That's never a good thing. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you could have said that during the. Testimony, but I don't know, Lazo. I'm guessing you haven't no, seen any of this no. testimony yet. Okay, it is kind of a crazy thing, but it's all part of 2023. And I think you know a little less, maybe a little less uh, important. I shouldn't say that it's less important to some people. It might be a little less important. I think it could be just as important. Did Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift get married? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Hmm? Snowcone would know because he follows all the subs. He keeps tabs yeah. on them. Are there other updates, by the way, that you have for me on? Celebrity news, Snowcone, because feel free when we doom scroll here in a little bit. If you got something okay, back, back in your Maddie and Taylor Swift days, mm-hmm. you were really on it. I feel like you've maybe lost some interest in the. Well, yeah, you know the, you know the subreddits, now. like when you visit them once, they pop up a lot. But, yep. but exactly. they, don't, they don't pop up as much for me. Anymore. But that faux moi or whatever, I figured you might still look at. I don't even no, know what I they're do, talking about over there. Up, yeah. Okay. The Church of. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's low. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. Doom scroll. All right, I know these Chicken. aren't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you catch that, tough yeah, guy? Yeah, I got it. Something to say. I know these probably aren't like huge national news stories, but I, I have a thing for the lottery. I'm interested in people who win the lottery. Who doesn't like a good lottery story? We all like to imagine what if? What if it were me? What? How is this possible? If this is possible, maybe I should play more scratch off tickets. Because I feel like I play quite a few. Maybe I should play more. Maybe I'm not buying the expensive enough tickets because I don't know if you saw this guy in New York. I've got two quick ones and we can move on. Okay. But this guy in New York in 2022, he won a $10 million prize yeah. from a scratch-off game. I think it's called the 200X scratch-off game. And it was a $30 ticket, which was their most expensive. Then he plays the lottery's black titanium ticket. Eh, it might have been the other way around. I don't know. But one's the, the black lottery or black titanium lottery, and the other one's a 200x uh, scratch off. He ends up hitting the top prize on both of these. He's mm, won right. $10 million twice now in about a year's time. The first one, they said he opted for the lump sum, which is Snow Cone's method, right? Six million, six point one million, something like that. Uh, p- purchased well, it at the like same Snow gas Cone. station. With money. I'm saying Snow Cone has said I'm pretty sure that he would take the lump That's sum. That's what I'm saying, but it's why? Yeah. Because he's better than money. With Real money true. than we are, he's uh, obviously more responsible. No, it's true. I, I swear, everything I've seen like, on the Reddit, it's like, you know, like, what do you do if you win? Everyone says take the lump sum. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you told me that. I, would, I thought it was the opposite. I thought they told you, hey, doesn't morning. Matter. Doesn't matter. This guy took the lump sum, $6.1 million. It doesn't matter anyway because you just keep playing, right? I'm mm-hmm. sure he used Everywhere. some of those winnings. You reinvest, and I did learn that in school. You invest, and in then you reinvest. In lottery tickets? Now, when whatever you're investing in, as long Lottery as it's a sound tickets. investment. In this guy's case, it was a very sound investment because, see, he was buying the most expensive scratch-off ticket. I think that's the thing. So he wins $10 million twice. That's crazy. Also, if you won $10 million, you take the lump sum, $6.1 million. I was thinking, yeah, that's a price point or, or, or a dollar amount where it's not like you stop playing the lottery after that. Now, if you win the Mega Millions for a billion dollars, you might say, I'm not going to stop at the gas station and buy another ticket. I got a $700 million lump sum. I'm good. But if you want $6 million, your life, you know, you can still do normal stuff. He may have been able to retire from his job. I'm not sure. Right. But I could see you still saying, like, yeah, I've always liked Scratchers tickets. I'm going to buy more of them. And I don't have to worry about it as much because I did make sure. $6 million last year. So this guy won $10 million and two different lotteries. The, the top prizes for both of those, twice. He's won it twice. Then I see this other story. I've actually been following this other story. Okay. Now, it's not easy to follow because, again, it's not really national news. It's a big deal down in Florida, so I've had to look it up each day. But there is a winner down there, and I've seen stories like this before, of a $44 million lottery ticket. And maybe someone has seen the story, but that ticket expired today. Ooh. And I kept going back to see, has this person ever stepped forward? And you got to think that when it took as long as it did, that this person doesn't know they had the ticket. They, they have no idea that they won. They don't remember buying it. So no matter how much they put it on the news down there, hey, because what they eventually do is they say, did you play a quick pick game at this Sonico right, sure. Express okay. in North Orange Blossom, Kiss Me, whatever. You know, they, they tell you exactly where it is. They'll start saying on the news, right. hey, look, someone won $44 million here. 
even then, there's a good chance that that could be one of us. That we buy a lottery ticket, forgetting we even bought it. I know I would. And then you start seeing the news. And as soon as, I mean, when you see that on the news that they say, did you buy it? And I could even go as far as, oh, man, they bought it at the same quick trip I go to all the time. And still not put two and two together. Like, dude, it could be you. You know, this ticket was yeah. sold in June. It, when they weren't coming forward by Thanksgiving, I was like, it's not happening. They have no idea. But did they you find it? Still nothing, huh? It expired. That's it. Today was the day. So unless they came forward sometime last night, it hasn't made the news yet. What I read said that it was going to expire at midnight, and it looks like there's no winner. Again, you're talking about six months. I guess that's probably normal, how much time they give you just under six. Because they, what was the date exactly? It was June. June 14th, 2023, and I think the ticket exp- – it either expired last night at midnight or expires tonight at midnight, but they lost $44 million. The good thing about that, Ugh. if there is anything good about it, is that if you – You don't know. You don't know. You, you, and I can't imagine you're going to find out later. You've had six months now. So if it was something that you could be reminded know, of, you like, would have known by now. What time it was sold? Uh-huh. And don't they have cameras? Can't That's they? my thought. Why Can't not be like, hey, look for this, this person. person. Right. We know that the I'm sure the Sonico has cameras. Every gas station does. They know what time the ticket was sold. They know the What'd date it was sold. It? They, it's called uh this it says it's a Sonico. Like it's got hmm. an extra O in it. Yeah. How do you spell it? S U N O C O. Is it Sonoco? Sonoco? That I've always called it Sonoco. It could my be Sonoco. Enti- but wait, no, that doesn't mean it's right. Okay. Just in my lifetime, my dad called it, everybody called it Sonoco. Okay. But now that you said it, I don't know if it's Sonico. Because there are now that you said it, it could be Sonico. I like. Right? I'm like, oh man, because it's. Florida. I'm not uh, saying you're wrong. I'm saying there's a chance I've been saying that word wrong yeah. my entire life. My everyone I know called it Sonoco. Okay, can you call him Snowcone? It's in Kissimmee. Snowcone. Yeah, Kissimmee or Kissimmee. Now you say Kissimmee, Kissimmee. or do you say yeah, Kissimmee, Florida? Call the. Sonoco or Sonoco, and just ask him, hey, how do you pronounce it? Is it Sonoco or is it Sonoco? We have them here. We do? We have Sonocos here? Yeah. Well, we have like Conocos here, right? And isn't there another? We we do? I don't know. I can't think of one. Sonoco knows a lot about convenience stores. Do we have a Sonoco here? Sonoco? I've never never heard of it. How do you spell it? I'll call him. S U N O C. Four miles away, nine miles away, 15 miles away. Uh, Okay, so maybe I've never even noticed noticed it. Well, then we can just ask someone here. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? Uh, okay, now on to the non-lottery news. The Texas Supreme Court has halted this abortion, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but there's a woman in Texas. Obviously, Texas uh, has some of the most restrictive uh, abortion laws in the country, if not the most. And this woman has a, a, a pregnancy that is not a viable pregnancy. They said that it will probably be stillborn, but yeah. it could also it kill, could kill her. her. So a judge had granted her the ability to go have an abortion to end yeah, the that's pregnancy. that's the last thing I saw was that the judge allowed it. Yeah. So then this morning, and that's what I think on Friday, that was the, the story that, that they had said that they were going to allow it. Then this morning, I see this story saying the Texas Supreme Court has now halted it. Major legal battle unfolding in Texas. Yeah, hey, uh, Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The state Supreme Court temporarily blocking a lower court's ruling, preventing a 31-year-old woman from obtaining an abortion. A mother of two who is 20 weeks pregnant was told by doctors that her fetus has a rare disorder and could be stillborn, putting the woman's health and future fertility at risk. Okay, so... So I, as, as of like 30 minutes ago, they said she's leaving the state for it. Yeah, it's, okay. uh, I saw that here from... Uh, are you looking at... Well, I guess you could be looking at That's anything. That's according to Wapo. I'm trying okay. to look at it. 
There's a USA Where'd Today article it? about it. A Washington Post? Uh, Washington Post, New York Times, USA Today, NBC News. They're all saying she – I'm not sure if she left the state. They all say is leaving the state. This one says she's leaving. It yeah. does, but doesn't then USA say Today says it. leaves, so I don't know. But regardless. Okay. She's been in and out of the emergency room. She couldn't wait here any longer. Oh, that's according to one of the doctors. This is why judges and politicians should not be making health care decisions for pregnant people. They are not doctors. So no, it looks apparently. like she probably left. This yeah, that answers lunacy. my other question. You have to argue this. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. And it seems like most of America knows because after Roe v. Wade got overturned and we started putting the stuff yeah, up I mean, for Kansas a vote. Kansas was the first to do it. Yeah. And yeah. Overwhelmingly. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Ohio? What was the Ohio, total there? Yeah. Overwhelming. I mean, you had Rick Santorum on TV after that talking about how – what did he call that issue? It's a – Oh, a uh, sexy issue. That's what he yeah. called it. Yes, a sexy right. issue like abortion right. that brings people out. Okay, I get well, what he's saying. I get what he's saying. Right, but you would have you would that. have had us believe for years that the majority of people were against it, and that the only reason it was legal is because the Supreme Court said, "Well, it's between right, the doctor sure. and the." And well, the there's a good chance at that point in time that it was maybe. Well, maybe know. even that. There's a good chance that you're just living. Even politicians live in their own. That's true. That's true. You're in a bubble. So it could have been like, you know, hey, people don't really like this. That's how we win elections. You're like, okay. Yeah. But he was mad that people voted at all. They put it on the ballot. They shouldn't have put it on the ballot. What I'm saying is that once he realized that, oh, people, the majority doesn't agree with me, Mm -hmm. now we have to stop it. But there's a chance 15 years ago we thought there was. I remember my dad voting Republican and me asking him about Roe v. Wade. And my dad was not, my dad really was not all that Republican. He just wanted to keep his money. Yeah. And now that's all changing because at the end, you know, he voted for Obama. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, he did not vote for Trump. Right. Um, because he was like, well, if they're all just going to spend drunken sailors. His thing was, yeah. you know, he was a Bush senior type of guy. Right. Um, so. But I remember asking him about Roe v. Wade. And he's like, I'm not going to turn. It's just lip service. Right. I'm not going to overturn that no matter what. Like, I don't, yeah, of course, you know, a woman has a right to decide. But these things aren't going to change. Yeah. And so, you know, I think obviously they just gave it lip service. But I think they probably thought the majority of Americans are against it. But it's not going to go anywhere anyway, even if they're not. Right. But But now they're like, oh, they put it on the stage. Right. Or likely voters specifically. Right. But now when they put it on stage ballots, like, damn, even in places where we thought. Right. We were the majority. I think they found out very quickly that people like my dad voted for you, but they didn't agree with you on that. They yep. just didn't think you'd ever do anything about it. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cause yeah. And then in Ohio, when something happens, suddenly they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, right. We're going to change <coughs> how <coughs> laws work in this state because we don't want this vote to be meaningful. Right? right. We don't want to actually have an amendment to the, con- the state constitution that says that a woman can have access to an abortion. So we should change that. I, don't, I never saw an update, by the way. I don't know if Republicans backpedaled on that. They usually don't backpedal. So, but that was the thing. That was the last I heard in Ohio was they were saying we are proposing that we now change. Oh, yeah. how mm-hmm. these amendments are done, and that it can't come from judges uh, yeah. responding to popular votes or whatever. It's like okay, we'll just change how the whole thing works because you don't like the way it turned exactly. out. It's ridiculous. I mean that that's how it goes. Uh, the war in. The Middle East, in, in Israel and Gaza, uh, Netanyahu says that, boy, ha, 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 what? Hamas. 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 I, I, hummus? I, in my head, 
I almost said Hamas earlier, and then I was like, don't say that. You almost said no, Hamas. And then I started thinking, say it right. And then suddenly Hamas didn't sound right. You know no. where you do that? And you're like, wait, no, that's not Hamas. right either. Netanyahu says that Hamas is running out of gas. They might be about done. And apparently they've been planting some, uh, uh, is it Israel flags, Israeli flags in different parts of the Strip. They're saying, hey, Hamas is gone. And he says, you know, I, saw, not I saw him talking so. about flooding those tunnels with seawater, which is yeah, no, that's that's what I said. I know. Yeah. It worked. Netanyahu just said, like, they're thinking about it or they're, they're going to. I'm not sure. But he just said mm-hmm. they were going to do it. And I was like, that's what Oswald said. We I said from day yeah. one. Yeah. Why go down there right. and, and, and not know what you're going to be facing? I mean, yeah, it's literally underground and it's yeah. tunnels. Right. Just, just fill it with water. And then the guys have to come up. Yeah. And you could literally, like, I don't want to compare him. it, but you could literally be like Fortnite and just stand on a hill and wait for wait. people to come up and then yep. shoot them. Yep. Like, I know that sounds, but it's like. They literally would have to come up. Or capture them or whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But they the would have is... to come up. The water would drive them to the surface, and yep. you'd know who was down there. Yeah. Like, it just makes sense. Yeah. And I'm no general. Yeah, it always seemed odd that no, they were no, going to no, go no. in there and risk all those lives, but... Israel says Hamas's grip on power in Gaza is being broken. Prime Minister Netanyahu saying Hamas is at the beginning of the end. In northern Gaza, Israeli forces have raised a flag in the main square to show they've conquered Gaza City. More than 2.3 million people in Gaza have fled south, squeezed into a small strip along the Egyptian border and facing a humanitarian collapse. A senior UN official says half of Gazans are now starving. So, okay. Now, I mean, look, obviously we know the news is bad. There was plenty of more bad news that followed that up, but I guess the big headline is that he says that Hamas's grip on Gaza is... Done? Waning. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I, look, I, I don't know. I feel like anytime this comes up, it's best for us to. Yeah, I do have a question. Kind of a, I get yeah. it, man. It's, it's so heated, and, you know, mm-hmm. I have my thoughts, and they could be the same as yours or different. But, n- nobody, so they say, like, they're in a small territory of, like, Egypt, right? Are the Egyptians not allowing them in? So I've read. Either, I, right? Like, are they like, yo, you. We're on your side, but you, you're not Egyptian. You can't come to Egypt. I read how many people in Egypt. Saying, yes. like, yeah. Egypt will allow in, or they did allow in a certain amount like of people. Days. And they were allowing, at least at times, a certain number of, I guess, are they refugees? Right. Asylum yeah. seekers, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what those numbers were like once this war actually started. But, I, it, yes, it was something that came up. Like, how many people? Because, you know, one of the things you hear all the time is that people aren't allowed to leave. They compare it to an open-air prison. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, well... Can people actually leave? That was one of the things I was reading. How many of them leave? How hard is it to leave? Where do they go? Yeah. And one of the things they but talked about Egypt was how many people... could only stay for a certain number of days. Yeah, how many people Egypt would let in, and then exactly how long they would let them stay. So, and I don't know if that's changed now. I don't know what's happening there. But uh, it is certainly a polarizing topic. Oof, to say the least. And, sure. it, you know, another one of our stories involves this topic indirectly because you've got the presidents of these schools who were testifying uh, during a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism, and a lot of people did not like the answers that some of these uh, people gave. Specifically now, you've got the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay. There's talk about how she needs to resign, how she should step down. I just saw something a few minutes ago. Oh, I did see that, that and then people were rallying behind there her. There are some people supporting her, yeah, that she's got... Uh, 
let's see here, hundreds of faculty now at Harvard have signed a petition backing the school's president following this backlash over her appearance at the congressional hearing on anti-Semitism. Pressure is mounting on the presidents of MIT and Harvard less than a week after they testified before Congress about rising anti-Semitism on college campuses nationwide. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. Just days after giving a similar answer to the same question, the president of the University of Pennsylvania, Liz McGill, resigned on Saturday. Republican Elise Stefanik, who questioned the three university leaders, posting one down, two to go. So... There you go. And the, I think the update is that there are hundreds of faculty members that signed this petition. Now, wait a second. Now, they asked her. Mm-hmm. You want to hear ask it, yeah, ask it again? This is a basic question. Like, mm-hmm. if this happens, is it against your policy? Is, does it count as bullying or harassment? Less than a week after they testified before Congress about rising anti-Semitism on college campuses nationwide. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. It does not depend on the context. The- okay, huh. so there you go. Okay. Does calling for genocide of... I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd have to agree with her. And what is your policy? I'd have to look. What is your policy on bullying But even then, it would be context no matter what, right? Yeah. Like, depending on the context... Would be like if you just, you know, went to you know the temple and started shouting at people, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you got permits and did a display, right? I mean, context is everything, right? Like how is it said? Maybe it could be since there was the big debate about from the river to the sea. Did everyone agree on what from the river to the sea meant? That was a debate for a while, right? And is it a protest in the square where it's then clearly a freedom of speech issue? Mm Right? Like, I would say, you know, the KKK could hold a rally on a college campus, right? Well, I mean... As long as they're then not doing anything illegal. Yeah. It seems like within the last 10, 15 years is when we started seeing all this stuff about people being banned from campuses or at least being not being allowed to come and speak because the... Yes, student government. I don't ever think it was the actual school that I can... I don't remember an instance of, like, this... The school president saying Jordan Peterson couldn't come to campus, but there was a lot of these instances of students saying they can't come, they're not allowed to come here and talk. It just seems like the context would be if it was a protest of some sort, right, that, you know, uh, didn't single out or or harass people individually, correct? I guess I I feel like that's a freedom of speech thing. Like like, the KKK can protest on uh, places, right? Mm -hmm. And they could say horrible, horrible things, but we've decided as a country that that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to allow you to do that, right? As long as you're, you're now not intimidating people, right? Them, right? Not breaking the law. I would feel the same way about this, even though, I mean, it's horrifying, yeah. but sometimes you have to allow horrifying to happen. So, I mean, what's the difference of that and... I know it's been years now, but the Phelps family. Mm-hmm. Like, that was horrifying. Yeah. But we were like, yeah, you can do this. Yep, they did it so it would be contacts. Like, where is it? What are you doing? Do you have a permit? How does it work? Is it a public space? It's all context, right? Yeah. And I don't know what Harvard's specific rules are against bullying and harassment. I have no idea. You know, I think we're kind of talking about, should it be covered by free speech, which is a, 
a federal government thing, whereas this is – she's asking about the school's policies on bullying and harassment, which I don't know what their policies are. So, but I saw something crazy this weekend. But and it you guys feels like they it would too. let them I don't assemble. Know. Right. Maybe. I mean I really don't know. I, I don't know just because you hear all this stuff. But I – look, I didn't go to college. I'm certainly not in college, so I, I'm sure I'm getting – Lopsided reports from what happened right. on what happens on campuses, but there has been some some crazy All right, stuff. People want me to listen years. to the question again. Like maybe I'm getting it wrong. Okay, here you go. Oops. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be depending on the context. Does calling for are you allowed to say that at a protest at school? Right. Would I don't know. I guess I don't know. I, to as me, I mean, she's huh? like as a student. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, students right, campus, aren't, I guess, right, 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 or anybody, I guess. Yeah. Right, but would you be allowed? It does does Harvard have a policy? Because obviously, it sounds like they have a, ho- a policy against bullying and harassment. So, if at a protest you were saying this group needs to be wiped out, does uh, that count as bullying or harassment? I don't know if you guys saw this, but over the weekend, this was shocking to me. This is from the Economist and YouGov. YouGov does a ton of Polls. They're just a polling company, as far as I know. And they did a poll together, a joint poll, asking young people. Well, I guess they were asking lots of people, but they were asking people about the Holocaust. Did you guys see this? They said a fifth of Americans between the ages of 18 I and 29 believe the Holocaust was a myth. What? A fifth of Americans ages 18 to 29 believe the Holocaust was a myth. That can't be right. It seems – I hope it's not right. You know what I mean? That's – Brooke read it to me. I was like, hold on. So then I looked it up. Pull? Not enough. It was yeah, a few hundred no people. Way. I thought this – you know, th- this is like, – we need a what, bigger poll before people? we're going to say uh, a fifth of young people. But also, I don't know because I don't know what, what the average 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old believes now. I don't know. I never would have thought that – some things would play out the way that they have in recent years. How opinions have seemed to be shaped, whether or not it's from social media or specifically TikTok or whatever, I really don't know. I would have said before she read me that if you said, what's the percentage of 18 to 29-year-olds who in America who believe that the Holocaust was a myth? I would have thought it's so low. We're talking like 1% or less, right? That's what I would have thought. Right, sure. I mean, it's such a, a radical— It wasn't that long ago. Th- right. There's video and stuff, too. And there's, I mean, we still have survivors. Evidence and, yeah. So, and I know they kept saying, like, this at, when you're a kid, it's something that they're like, hey, there are people who try to deny this. And as a kid, you're like, wait, what? No. How did they deny it? I don't understand. Well, you know, but, and you're like, it's on film. I remember a teacher being like, yeah, this was the first conflict that was really filmed. World War I was to a certain extent, but World War II is really filmed. And we obviously have pictures. I've been to the... I don't understand how you get to that point. And what was the war about? You believe there was a war, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. You see what I'm saying? Like, where? so what just happened then? Yeah, did you read... So you saw Was Hitler just trying to take over the world? Right. What were they actually fighting about? It's like the uh, American Civil War argument. Well, if it wasn't about slavery, what was it about? States' rights. Like, right. right, why were they arguing about states' rights? Because of slavery. Uh, right. Uh, I, I know when I read it this weekend, they broke down some other things. That, and said, you, you called it the wrong thing. That is the Northern War of Aggression, my friend. Northern War of Aggression. That's exactly. what we called it when I lived in the South. But in that thing, if you re- you may have just seen the headline, but it did say somewhere in there they were asking them further questions like, uh, and Soko, maybe you can find the original poll. Like, does Israel use the Holocaust? It was stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't think it said what they believed the war was actually about, if they believed that the Holocaust was a myth. It says myth, right? Not like mostly a myth or 
greatly exaggerated. It says they believe the Holocaust – yeah. A fifth of Americans aged 18 to 29 in this poll believe the Holocaust was a myth. I'm going to need a bigger poll, more people, and I'm going to need that to not be true because that's a – that's a depressing headline, depressing. and I really hope it's wrong. All right, we'll take a break. Come yeah. back, finish Doom's going. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to Doom Scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo, yo. What's going on, kid? We're finishing the news. Okay, good. Uh, so... Obviously, 2023 will go down as the year that we spent a lot of time talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And a lot of people, older people like myself, learned just how famous Taylor Swift is. And a lot of Swifties learned who Travis Kelsey is. Sure, Every single thing about this couple now is probably overanalyzed. It's not just them. It's how people talk about them. I mean, the fact that Romo made a little slip up yesterday and, you know, accidentally said wife. You'd think that it was some sort of secret message being sent to all Swifties and all, I guess everyone right, to the sure. world that they're actually married. It's just a guy on TV doing it live and he said wife instead of girlfriend. Play to Kelsey. As you see, Kelsey's wife, Taylor Swift, in the audience. Or, I'm sorry, girlfriend. Not yet. What? You don't know something we don't know, do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Lazo, here's a question for you. Okay. Travis Kelsey, obviously, his fame is catapulted because of uh, Swift. He's become a lot more famous. I'm not saying he wasn't already famous. So he didn't deserve to be famous. But he's obviously a lot more famous now. Do you think that that sort of fame, the fame that came from dating Taylor Swift, would translate into his memorabilia being worth more money. Is Kelsey's stuff sure. worth more money? This seems like an obvious more one famous. to me. Right. To me, it just seems like an obvious one. Sure. I saw they were talking on TMZ Sports about, well, we didn't know whether or not his stuff would actually be, be worth more money. I thought, well, what, except that we didn't. I mean, he is more famous. Right. Now, if you just sell one thing and say it's sold for normal, okay, maybe uh, it takes a minute. But, yeah, I would expect that his stuff becomes more valuable. Now, especially stuff that has anything to do with him and Taylor specifically, like if he was wearing the jersey, the jersey that he wore the first game that she showed up to. That's okay. probably All going right. to be worth uh, The shirt that he wore when they first kissed. I'm sure that's worth a lot of money. This jersey that sold that's uh, – Broke a record. It broke a record for Kelsey memorabilia. This was a jersey that was worn before they ever met. It's from a game in 2019 when they played in Mexico City. So on one of these big auction house websites, and he broke the record. The Travis Kelsey jersey, a game-worn jersey, just sold for more money than any other Kelsey jersey ever had before. This is a jersey from a Chiefs game that was played in November of 20. 20- 19 in Mexico City. It ends up selling at Golden Auction for nearly 37,000 bucks. 36,905 to be exact. Okay, so 36,000, right. $37,000. That's a lot of money a for lot. a jersey from a game in Mexico City for sure. Travis Kelsey. I don't Look, know what does his regular jersey go for? If you're game worn, a couple grand. Couple game grand. worn. Like before, yeah, Kelsey before, before this, they could go for more than that, but they said probably some, you know. Two, three, maybe even five thousand okay. dollars, something like that. It's gone up a lot. Now, if it's autographed, if it's from a special game, it can be worth more than that. There have been obviously other athletes whose memorabilia, whose jerseys, have gone for a lot more. They were talking sure. about like Jordan. I don't remember which person holds the record, 
They mentioned Jordan and a couple other players who have jerseys that have sold for hundreds of thousands. Maybe they even said a million dollars. But for Kelsey, this is a big jump. And the guy who runs the auction said we've never seen any of his stuff go this, this high before. One piece of sports memorabilia. You get it for free and you can't sell it. You have to keep it. It stays in the family. So it's not an investment of any type. It's just something you think is cool. What would you take? You get one thing. Mm. Do you have something right off of it? Well, I was thinking there's so sports Kirk stuff. Home run in the Tigers World Series. Maybe? I figured you'd say something baseball related. Yeah. I don't know if this counts as sports memorabilia. I think it should count. I mean, but Barry maybe, Bonds home run. What about break the, the all-time record? Right, that's, maybe? that's a good one. Uh, I, you know, the guy who had Brady's last uh, touchdown pass. That's a mm-hmm. good one. Uh, you know, uh, it's all cool. If you're the kind of person who can afford that stuff and have one of those basements, but with you glass can't shelves, sell it. So then it just it. becomes more personal, right? It's got to be something that you just personally think is cool. Mm-hmm. You're like this is awesome, and I wanted it. Maybe Gibson's home run. Okay, I was thinking the ball from the Sandlot that he f- autographs. You know, the 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 when he signs over it, he's, the, the the fake autograph for the Sandlot. I mean, right. the actual ball from the movie. Right. Does that count as sports memorabilia? I'm sure. I think it sort of is on the line there, but that would be cool. If I can't sell it, you don't even have to be a sports fan then at that point. If you like movies, then you're going to think it's cool that you have the baseball from the Sandlot. But also, baseballs do look cool in glass cases as oh, trophies. Yeah. When people have autographed baseballs and they've got valuable ones, there was a guy that my mom was friends with this woman, her husband. He made a lot of money. I think I know what he did, but I'm not going to sit here and speculate because it might narrow down who he was. But... He made a lot of money, and his basement, he had tons of sports. You know, they lived in one of these really big kind of McMansion-type places out sort of in the country. They had some land, and his basement had the normal stuff, pool tables and jukeboxes and the stuff you'd expect from a somewhat wealthy person to have. But it was wall-to-wall glass cases where they're in the middle, and they're all along all the oh, walls, right, yeah. and he's I got the autographed jerseys. He's got the, and all that stuff looks very cool. Baseballs just look... They do. I don't know. They just, you know, when they put them in that trophy, you're like, I wonder who signed that baseball. But yeah, I'm sure someone on Twitch, someone could tell me the coolest piece of sports memorabilia is blank, and I might agree. But off the top of my head, I don't know. It's hard uh-huh. to pick one. A Derek Jeter sex partner gift the, basket. The gift basket, the gift basket would right. be awesome. He said those don't exist, but it would be cool. If you found out they did, and you had one that was still in the wrapping... I'd be pretty cool. And I got to also think it'd probably be worth something as well. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, remember him? America's mayor? The guy who, I don't know, made America safe? Made New York safe again, not America. And, uh, you know, he was a big, if not the biggest ally in Trump's corner about the election was stolen stuff. You know, he was on TV with these people who supposedly, the woman from Michigan, uh, when that's when you taught me about the, what Detroit accent is that? East Detroit? Yeah, right, sure. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, you know, saying that the uh, election was stolen. Well, now you've got these election workers, these poll workers, who are suing Giuliani. They say that he defamed them by saying that this election was stolen and all these accusations that he made about these different poll workers. And the judge, one of the judges had already ruled, like, yeah, it looks like defamation to me. So now the trial has begun, and they're seeking some serious compensation. Compensatory damages? Is that okay. what you say? Compensatory? In Washington, the jury has been seated in a defamation trial for former Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, which was brought by two Atlanta election workers. A judge has already ruled Giuliani defamed the election workers. In a court <laughs> filing earlier this year, Giuliani admitted to making false statements. They're asking for as much as $43 million in compensation. $43 million. Wow. So I guess if the judge already said that he defamed them, then is this trial just to decide how much... They should get. Guess, Is that how right? it works? There's so many trials going on. I 
I, honestly, when I saw this this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It does make sense that they, were, that they would sue him over this. Sure. Um, he, I don't even remember the specific things that he said. I remember some of the things that they were all them. saying. But just talking about how these poll workers showed up, you know, look, these are these fake poll workers. Oh, I mean, there were, right. there were videos sometimes, in, in, or at least still shots, and they're saying, look at these people. These are some of the people, or the people that were stuffing ballot boxes, right? Right. And I don't know how many of those pictures or videos you could actually tell who it was, but I'm sure if you live in that city, you don't, need, you don't want Trump town coming down on you. No, if they're no, looking no. for you and they're saying, this person helped that's horrible. Joe Biden, that's horrible. And I think it makes perfect sense that, he would sue for money or that they would sue for money and they should probably get some. So look, this story about the dog anti-aging thing, I know you're not a dog person, but if this thing is approved, I got to think that first it's dogs and then we move on to humans. But the FDA has cleared the way they're looking like they're going to approve this medication that is supposed to slow dogs aging. The company has said that they expect the drug could extend the quality of life that your pet has and also extend their literal life by a year. That's that's what they're saying. It's already cleared some of these hurdles, and it looks like it's probably going to be approved. If this is approved, then doesn't that mean that we're getting closer to getting that shot in the ass that keeps us younger longer? The goal is loyal to get the first ever drug approved for lifespan extension. Health span extension, so number of years lived, quality of years lived. For dogs, but also just in general. (laughs) And then use that momentum, the insane amounts of biological insight, uh, the competency of a translational team uh, to go and build the first ever human aging drugs. Yeah, I would think so. If you're testing it on dogs, why not? The, you know, you're not a dog guy, Lazo, but you do know that people are very close with their dogs. A lot of people are very close with their dogs, and dogs don't live sure. as long as they're humans. Sure. I don't like to hear that, but that's what people say. They don't live as long as their owners. So what's the average life expectancy? It depends on the breed. The smaller the dog, the longer they might live. Some small dogs can live you know, almost 20 years. Not to say that a bigger dog couldn't, but usually the bigger Yours they did, get. right? Mine was pretty old. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't – I don't know if you can – they probably consider her a medium-sized dog. Okay. I think probably once you get over 60 pounds. And they're I, large. Then I think that that's large. She was close. She was probably 50, 55 pounds. But yeah, then the bigger Did the, you the get another dog? Dogs, were you not supposed yet. to? Not yet. Well, did we had Landon this week. We did go look at one. We went last weekend. No, we went and looked last week, and now they bring it. This is like a very serious place. You go meet the dog. Mm-hmm. Then they bring the dog to you. If you like the dog and it works out and the dog likes you, then they bring the dog to you to meet your dog. So now they bring it to your house. So we had to go to the house where this dog is living, go meet the dog. That was a week ago yesterday. Okay. Then this weekend they were going to bring it, but we had Landon coming in, so okay. we said, okay, well, we'll wait. So, yeah, they're supposed to come uh, this Saturday, I guess. So okay. we'll see. Could be, could be a second dog. Did you get a dog yet? No, I didn't. Are you secretly well, going to get looking, your kids a, a dog for I Christmas? I can't find one that's soup. No. But I can't find one that, you know, I got a real a-hole of a cat. Yeah, that could be an issue. It depends on the dog, obviously, too, how they respond to cats. But if you got an older dog that was chilled, your cat might get used to the dog. If, I mean, it's going to be angry at first. Yeah, my cat bites people, yeah. so it's... Yeah, but if your dog is patient and just like, I don't care about the cat, I don't care that Right, I mean, this, but it's just hard to find. It's hard to find, and you gotta you got to test it out. Right. And, you know, the idea of like, okay, bring this... 
Ten year old dog over to my house, right? It just doesn't sound like something you'd be into. Like, no, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the cat is right, gone, like, does the dog need a house to live in or not? <laughs> exactly. That's is it going to crap thing. on my floor? I don't know. No. All right. I know. I told well, then, you. Well, if I leave home, will it eat all my shoes? I can't have that. Right. I really can't have right. that. Right. No, you don't want that. So, and, and does well, do anyone know? Things. Can you tell me these things? Will the dog do these things? Right. In a pet, we don't. Does know. it need me to go out and run, jog with it? Right. Because that ain't happening. Right. Yeah, a smaller dog is better because it gets more exercise in a small amount of space. So it can right. run around your house. The bigger the dog, you're probably going right. to. I'm not worried about run walking. It, but you got to walk yeah, it. But there's that. ones yeah. like this dog. I look at him like. This dog would love oh, to go hiking mm, with you. And I'm like, all right, well, this dog ain't for me. Right. Or this dog's already going on jogs with their foster. And right. I'm like, well, it's going to hate living with me then. Because I'm right. not taking on jogs twice a day. Uh, Donald Trump, he's doing pretty well. They thought that maybe as we got closer to Iowa, someone would start to catch up. But it looks like Trump is actually just getting further ahead in the latest polls. So five weeks to go. What does this Iowa poll show? We do this with the Des Moines Register. They are known for having the most accurate poll in Iowa. And they find... Donald Trump, just over a month to go, with an outright majority on the Republican side, 51 percent support for the former president, very distant second, DeSantis, Haley at 16 percent. So I think DeSantis at 18 percent, Nikki Haley at 16 percent. Now, all of the non-Trump Republicans up there are going around making the exact same case. If you nominate Trump, he will lose a general election. Don't nominate Trump because he'll lose the general election. I've seen the media going around talking to Republican voters in Iowa, asking them what they think about that. Seems to be, not surprisingly, kind of split. Some people are like, yeah, I do mm. think it's bad to have him as the candidate. He lost the popular vote twice. He could easily lose again. Then you've got others that are like, no, they're only saying that because they're losing so badly to Trump, and there's no way well, to vote for I, I can see again. it both ways. Like, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like, he won one. Right. He's the only one who's won pre- a presidential election. Out of all of them? Yeah. yeah. He's done it before. Yeah, that's a good point. He's, right. done he's it the only one who's actually won, won one, so. Yeah. And to say, well, we know what happens if you put him up against Biden. Well, the, the first time around, you have no idea what happens the second time around. Right. Uh, what if there are people who just say, you know what? I'm not as motivated. I'm not going to vote at all. Like we got. I mean, I feel like there could be a lot of that. It could be a lot of that. And because it's been a while since Trump was on the news all the time. They're kind of relaxed. Like, I don't think I need to. Right. Wasn't that bad. People forget, man. Exactly. It wasn't that bad. It's a huge one, too. And then also Mm. people who are just like, I don't like Biden's performance. And I talk to people. I've got friends who say the same thing. There's no such thing as swing voters. But I know it's hard to believe, but there are. There are people who can vote for the Republican and then vote for the Democrat. And then they do it. I mean, these people are interviewed on TV. I saw that, you know, you you said some of them are probably lying and they probably are. But I think some of those people in Michigan who said, I voted for Obama twice and then I voted for Trump, I think some of them are telling the truth. Oh, I think so, too. I, what I don't I think they're, they're all liars. liars. Just I think we talked in the past that, you know, some of those people might say, like, hey, I'm open minded. I'm not. But that there are probably people that are, uh, you know, hardcore Trump fans or whatever, hardcore Republican. And they're trying to act like, no, I just like him. I, oh, that there I are think some of those people. people. Yeah. But I yeah. think you're probably looking at, you know, one to two percent. That whatever would switch. And that's all you're you're really just trying to get. Swing one to two percent of the people. That's it. You, you already know that. how everyone else is going to vote. Right. And what was the election decided by last time, Snowcone? That seems like something you would know off the top of your head. I know that. What was it in Georgia? He was asking in Georgia for thirteen thousand votes. Is that yeah, what it was that he was saying? So, how many votes total was that election decided by? It was well within that group of people yeah. that supposedly could go both ways. Could bo- go both ways. They they haven't made up their mind, or they 
they change their their party affiliation right. or they don't really have a party affiliation. I think just as big a thing, we already mentioned it, but just as big, if not bigger, are the people who just are like, I'm not going to vote this time. I mean, in 2016, we saw a ton of that. People say, well, I don't or, like you Hillary. Know, people who say, you know, well, <clears throat> you vote I don't like party. anyone, I'll vote third party. Right, either way. I voted Biden last time or I voted Trump last time. I'm going to vote third party this time. I don't right. like either one of them. Well, right. those sway, that sways elections. Yes, it absolutely can. And, <coughs> and I think we all know, looking back, that that's how Trump won in 2016. Right. All those people said, oh, it doesn't matter Hillary's going to win anyway. Oh, really? Because she did Al Gore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 17-year-old. I mean, good or bad, think of that, you know, what would have happened if Al Gore, the world would be a different place if Al Gore would have won that election. Yeah, was there, what were we just talking about? Was there some sort of a documentary? Or, there was something where they were talking about what if Al Gore had won the election. Oh, was I, I talking to you it, about no. that? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It, was, it must have been something that I was reading. I'll have to find it. A 17-year-old in California has passed the bar. Good for him. I think that's great. I guess that sets a record. I don't know how many young people have tried and failed in the past. I only learned within the last couple of years that in some states, I guess you don't have to go to college to take the bar. You can take the bar exam, and if you pass, you can be a lawyer. It used to be quite a few states. I don't know if that's still the case or not, but I feel like that gives you and I a sporting chance because one thing we're not going to do is go back and do four years no. of college and get into all that debt just to see if we can pass the bar. But if we can just go take it now, I mean, look, how hard can pe- it be? people in prison do it, right? They go study Books at the law office or whatever. What are they called? Take the law once. library? Take it once and see what's on there. Yeah, just see I mean, what's on there. I know it's different idea. every time because you get an idea. Like, what are we really talking about exactly. here? Exactly. How hard do is I it have to know, know case law from 1927 or, uh, you know, do I just have to use some common sense here? Yep. How much of the stuff do I already know? Because right, I'm yeah. guessing it's going to be a lot. Dear Peter Park, the Committee of Bar Examiners of the State Bar of California is pleased to report that you achieved a passing score on the July 2023 California Bar Examination. Congratulations. You may justly be proud of your achievement. Okay, so he he passed at 17. He's 18 now, and he's already a prosecutor prosecuting, uh, getting ready to prosecute criminal cases or prosecuting criminal cases, I guess. What do you think if your kids said um, they were going to be either a doctor or a lawyer? Which would you guys prefer, doctor kids or lawyer kids? It would be nice to have one of both, obviously. But you're equally proud, right? Neither one is easy. And yes, I'm saying like medical doctor. Let's just say like a general practitioner, MD, they're they're a medical doctor. They go to school and they become general practitioners. Or would you rather they become lawyers? I feel like there's a chance to make a lot more money as a lawyer. There's also a chance... And you don't. To, to don't to be a public defender, and then or you know if that's even the route that you go, or do. that you, you you know go work for some firm and you're working extremely long hours. I know doctors work hard too, but I associate lawyers, especially when they're getting started, with working like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hour days. Right, they're working too, constantly. Man, those, yeah, and put in those hours. You know, whenever they're doing it takes for whatever that's to called a school. residency or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know, man. Both of them seem hard. Yeah. I guess a doctor really helps people. Well, you could say lawyers really help people, lawyers too. definitely really help But, I mean, like a brain surgeon really helps people. But also, like, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I really don't care what my kids are. I know, you, I know that's a cop-out to em- this, but I really don't. Employed would be good, though? Just employed? As long as they're doing... Maybe. Or maybe not? Yeah, whatever. As long as they can survive on their own, however okay. they're figuring yeah, that that's, out. That's you know what I mean? Key. Yes. The Church of Laszlo. Yo! Yo! You good? Yeah, I guess that's about it. Oh, hey, guys, real quick. Mm. Parenting expert. Not me. Yeah. One online. Because you guys are parents, and it is the holidays. And I guess the holidays can be stressful for parents. I didn't know this. Sure. 
And she said there's five mistakes that parents make around the holidays okay. that they shouldn't make. Give you them got any me. guesses I what they are? All. Okay, so the first one is you're making the holidays all about getting instead of giving. Mm. You should be teaching your child about giving to other people. Could be volunteering, could be giving gifts to other people, but that, that should be at least half of the fun of the holidays, not just giving. Why? That sounds... Real lame. Could you imagine right. if every single thing that you asked for when you were a kid, your parents were like, well, then you got to get an equal thing and give it to some stranger. You're like, right. you know what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> this right. whole thing is just depressing and sad, and I'm sorry that you know I have access to this stuff. I feel guilty about it enough already. Just forget it. So that's mistake number one. Number two is being grinchy around your kids. You're not supposed to complain about the holidays around no, yeah, your children. That. You yeah. shouldn't complain about stuff really in general too much around your kids, right? It's like complaining yeah. about money I always thought was... I think that's not kid stuff. Yeah, you know? Like, you they don't need your to kids know stressed that. out about that stuff all mm-hmm. the time. I know sometimes it's going to happen. Right. You're going to be like, shocked by the price. It. Or they'll know Jesus. when the phone gets turned off. Like, <laughs> right. there's nothing you can do about that. Right. But, you know, I try to, in my head, not always do great at it, but try to keep adult things for adults. Yeah. And as my kids get older, they can, you know, I can talk to them about more things. Yeah. And they, they said that this, I shouldn't say they, she's a parenting expert. She said that kids up to nine years old process information as if they're the problem. So it, it, it's their fault. So if you're complaining about that stuff, then yeah. they feel like, oh, it's, it's my fault. I'm the reason that they're stressed. So that's the second one. The third one is making yourself a holiday martyr. You're not supposed to put um, uh, everyone's, it says, don't put everyone's needs ahead of your own. By being a martyr, right? You got to take care of yourself. Okay, right. that's a little vague. The next one is you should never use Christmas as a bribe for your kids, saying things like "good, uh, you know, be good" or "Santa might not come." I always thought that seemed like such a built-in benefit of the holidays. If you celebrate Christmas when you're trying to get your kids to do something, I mean, hell, even at school, I feel like the teachers used to do that. Hey, you might, I want to behave in class. You know, Santa that. can see you here too. I just figured as a parent, it's probably. A nice thing to have. But it's not true. So then, it, like, what happens? Like, I'm always one, like, if you're going to threaten something or something might happen, you better follow through. Yeah, I mean, maybe some parents... You know what I mean? So, I'm like, if you're like, hey, same. be good, and then your kid gets suspended on December 21st, you're really going to... Like, Santa didn't come? You're not right. doing that. Right. I always thought of it as used for such trivial things, too. Like, you need to be quiet now, okay? Because... Santa's listening, and he wants you to right. be quiet. And it's like, because when I worked at that preschool, I saw women use that all the time. And it worked. I mean, the kids were four and five years old, but they was like, oh, God, Santa. Okay. Right, I was like, yeah. wow, I don't know how no, I, I feel don't about want this. Santa to be a... Right. Now he's the enforcer. He's right. like the dictator. He's a good guy. Right. And then the final one is, uh, the final mistake parents make is that you create unrealistic expectations. It says that means that you don't let kids think, or that you do let kids think that they're going to get everything they ever wanted. And you're not supposed to do that. She also goes into, like, spoiling your kids, whatever. Lazo has said in the past, and I just think it's kind of hard to argue this, you didn't decide to be born as a kid. Right, yeah. You didn't decide to do any of this. Your parents decided it, and you only get to do it once. Look, I'm 40 years old. I love Christmas. It's a lot of fun. It's great. But it's not as fun as when I was a kid. Of course. It's great. So you got this one shot at it, and as a parent, you get to help. So, you know, if you have the ability to spoil them, now, if they're little s's all the time and they're driving you crazy, yeah, I guess fine, they, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Or if they seem ungrateful. Right, ungrateful. Just like expect if you get them a lot of stuff it. and they're like, ah, I didn't like this one. Right. But if they're good kids and you've got the money. Yes, I feel like you'll know. You know, it's not going to crush you financially. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can, I can sometimes, you know, 
go overboard for sure. Oh, I assume that a lot of parents do, and that because they want to give their kids a great Christmas, there's a, you always hear about the credit card debt coming yeah. in January. And I just assume a lot of that is coming from parents who had to buy stuff or wanted to buy stuff for their kids. It's not like, I mean, we used to watch that Susie Orman show. People calling yeah. and ask for permission to buy stuff. Good grief, if she was in charge, kids wouldn't get anything. Right. Because no one would have enough money to buy kids the stuff that they want to get. It's Christmas time. It's you know supposed to be fun. You get cool stuff. And a lot of it's, of course. I mean, most of it's stuff you don't need. And it's stuff that you're probably not going to be playing with a year from now. There's right. exceptions. But that air hockey table gets used for, you know. A, a week, a weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're lucky, it might get used for still pretty cool. a few weeks. But it's awesome the day of, and you'll remember right. it. I remember so many of those things vividly from Christmas, Christmas morning. And I don't know what happened to that stuff. Like the next day, I don't remember using a lot of those things ever again. But man, on Christmas morning, it was awesome. Maybe well, she says course. she does not do that. But what does she know? I don't know what a parenting expert is anyway. I think you just have to write I, I a book. Like a social or, media expert. Right. There's no such thing. No quantifiable. You just put it on your credit card. You say you are and you are. There's no degree. Or on your business card. Right. You can't get a bachelor's in... Parenting. Parenting. No. You could get one in education. You could be a, a psychiatrist who, you know, a emphasizes children. Right. doesn't but mean you're a great parent. doesn't mean you even have kids. Right? It doesn't mean you're a great parent. A parent. Exactly. You could be a marriage counselor and not be a great husband or wife. Yep. I think that's clear. Yes. So that is, does, I mean, that, to me, that's the same thing as I'm a social expert. media expert. Yeah. How are you? Well, how? Right. I guess, you know, if, you've, if you're really getting a lot of traction, they'll be able to see it. But with parenting expert, there's even less. I don't know what your kids are like. You're just calling well, yourself. Well, now, a- and also you say you're a parenting expert. What, what are they now? Right. Like, if, I guess if I wanted a parenting expert, I'd be like, well, okay. Let ask, me ask the person whose kids are now grown and they're doing well, so well. Let me well ask Otani's parents. Right. Exactly. What did you guys do? Yep. Right. Let me ask Mike Trout's parents. Let me, you know, let me ask Mahomes' parents. I had to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Although I don't know if Mahomes' parents are Jacksons too. So right. Throw that out the window. Right. Like <laughs> right. I'm being you honest. Know. Like you don't know. You don't know. For like sure. people are like, well, I mean, you know, brother, people who raised in the same family turn out completely different. Yep. So yep. I don't know what the common denominator is there, but. You're right. The parenting expert is almost always someone who has young kids. Right. You never see the parenting expert like, my kids are all grown now and they're successful. How do I know? Right. You're a blogger. That's what you are. And there's no, like, we haven't seen the results yet. So your kid got straight A's in the sixth grade. Right. That never amounts to anything. No. We know a lot of kids who who got good grades at certain ages and things that turn out so well for them. Right. Right. So I don't know what, you know, I'm always like that. And that's the same thing you see. My generation did this. Well, we don't know. And I'll tell you what's wrong with this generation. Well, we don't know how they are. Right. How do we know what Gen Z is like? Compared to what? And what did you do that was so great? (laughs) Right. I know. You're sitting on Facebook. Every night, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Just Talking about how it's great to drink out of a hose. Like, how? Right. And then I don't see you doing anything awesome. No. You're on Facebook, literally. Like, what are you doing now? You work your job. You come home. You bitch about everything. You probably yell at your kids. And that's the same with every generation. Like, like, my generation is the best. Why? Right. And same thing with parents. Like, I'll tell you how to parent. Why? Right. That's why I always say, man, I'll tell you what I do, but I will not tell you that. What I do is right. No. I have no idea. Give them an opportunity to screw it up first. So far, it seemed to have worked out okay. Yep. But, boy, there's a lot of risk coming. Who there's knows? Plenty of time to go. <coughs> right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, parenting expert. This is one of my favorites. Parenting expert. You get to write these things. And Fox News is going to listen to you. Anyway, that's it. I did see that real quick. A check-in. Uh, Otani, mm-hmm. earlier talking about it, 
deferring 68 of the $70 million. Uh, so of, that the, of the total 700 Yeah, it just says deferring 68 at least for the first year. I'm not sure about every year after that, mm-hmm. so that the Dodgers can pay more people Okay, and get a better team. Like, how much more of a better team do you need? Right. But... That's pretty, you know, players don't often do that. They were pretty so, good. They've been pretty good. By the way, I mean, I guess he wants to win. He wanted to go to the Dodgers. They have a good team. He knew they'd spend it. But I wonder how many other teams, like the Royals, would be like, well, you didn't tell us you'd defer it. <laughs> right. Of course. Like, why didn't you tell us that before? We were to put in a $100 exactly. million dollar offer, exactly. right? Defer. All right. Hey, Kadarius Tony. good show. All right? He needs it. I still believe in you. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.